Wow, praise the Lord. Um, it's been stirring in me today, and it was uh, pretty interesting um, when I got a text message today, and like, wow, this is really cool. Before we get to worship, we are going to worship. Um, he was stirring in me about the reality of a believer. You know, I, I just got finished teaching our LBC students redemptive realities, and it's been lingering inside of me for a while. And he was showing me, okay, that's, that's your redemp redemption is one part of this, but what's the reality of a believer, not just someone who's saved? So you could be saved and still not fully believe everything. I'm talking about everything. You believe in him, that, that produces salvation. But what about believing in healing? What about believing in prosperity? What about believing in the Holy Spirit? See, what, who, who we're tonight, we are, those, we are the believers. Or you wouldn't be here. So once we all get into a place of understanding, wow, this is my reality. And we go to worship from this place. I was seeing impartations. I was seeing prophecy coming through. Songs coming forth. What he was showing me is powerful. So are you ready to get into this? Yeah. Father, thank you for the anointing. Father, thank you for your spirit here right now. Holy Spirit, we give you place. We honor you. We look to you. Thank you for moving in these lives, in our lives, corporately, together, as one. Father, thank you. What you want spoken shall be spoken, unhindered and unchecked. In Jesus' name, amen. So, let's look, I'm going to open to First uh, John chapter 1. You know, John's, I really enjoy how John wrote. I've learned a lot from his book about how he gives you the behind the scenes of the way Jesus spoke, how he, you know, his thought patterns. You see prayers in John that you don't see in other gospels. And here we have his letter, 1 John chapter 1, he, he's, he's saying right at the beginning of this letter, he says, That which from the beginning which we have heard, which we've seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. That is an experience. That is not just a head knowledge, I know the Lord. That is spending time with Him, learning of Him, interacting with Him, knowing Him. This is the life and the reality of a believer. It should not be weird when you get a goose bump. Like, whoo, I felt the Lord. That should actually concern you. Hear me. That we, we should live this life 
of our experience with him and when we go to worship with him is just it's a reality that we never stop knowing we don't need to be moving in while I feel him now I don't we should live this life as John's writing we, we've handled him we've seen him he talks to me I know him I know him not I feel him sometimes I know him. This is the reality of a believer. And when we have the honor and the privilege of worshiping from this place, not to him. We don't just give our praise to him. Yes, the glory is God. We give him the glory. But I want to challenge you tonight and encourage you at the same time. When we get into worship, don't see yourself going just to him from a distance. See yourself with him. And you just turn to look at him and say, Lord, I'm giving you this praise. I'm giving you this glory. This honor belongs to you. Thank you for seating me right beside you. And, you, and you're worshiping in, from this place of position right beside him. Because you know him. You've handled him. You've seen him. You've learned of him. The word of life. The word of life. See, now I'm going to keep reading. For the life was not manifested, and we have seen it bear witness and show unto you that eternal life. Now he's saying it's this eternal life. The word of life. He's, he is the word of life. He is eternal life, and this is the life that you are connected with in union. As a believer, this is your reality. Your reality is you are connected to this life eternal. Eternity is not just a thing or a place. It's a person. He is eternal, and we will spend eternity with Him. See, we, we've already entered into this eternal realm. We're never going to stop existing. Eternity's already began for the believer. We're, we're walking in it. Heaven's a destination that you already live in, but you'll move to one day, permanently. And this mindset of worship, instead of just, Lord, isn't it so good just to be worshiping you in this place corporately? But if we can actually see him participating with us tonight, instead of just our praise going to him, what if he's actually participating with us? That's when the experiences kick in. That's when the impartations kick in because he's interacting with us. And this is what's setting up for tonight. I'm so excited. I don't know how to articulate everything he was showing me, and that's okay. We're just going to roll. And verse 3 says, And that which we have seen, and that which we have heard, we declare to you, so you can have fellowship with us. Now, eternal life, eternal life. Let me, let's go to John chapter 17. That's, you know, I told the, the students, if we ever get to a point 
and society. You know, some, some places across the, this globe, Bible, Bibles are a privilege. Bibles aren't everywhere in people's homes. You know, this, this is a treasured book in a lot of places in the world. And that's like, you know what, if I ever had a, a choice of one scripture or one, let me say this, one chapter. They said, wait, I'll give you one chapter out of that Bible, then I'll take, take the rest of it away from you. I'm cutting John 17 out. Because my understanding, this is, this is me, I'm not putting this on you. This is me. My understanding of John 17, everything I need, everything that would help me get through, is right here. I can, I, I, speaking about me, I can do anything. If I just have one chapter, this is it. You got your Bibles? Let's go to 17. You see, when you read your Bible, student, I saw some of my students just do this. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all them Bibles in there. This is something, you know, when we, when we reverence this and, you know, let, let's just do this right now. Say, this is my Bible. It contains words from God. To me. For me. And about me. His word is life. His word is in me. Therefore, the life of God is in me. I choose to believe. I am. Who he says I am. I have what he says I have. And I can do what he says I can do. Amen. That's a reality. And when you begin to read your word every day, you can start from that place right there. This is my Bible. It contains words from God to me, for me and about me. And what we're about to read right now is a prayer from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that's about you and you and me and you. Are you ready? Yes. Let me just set this up because I don't want to read the entire chapter. Yes, we do. Yes, we are. Verse 1. <laughs> yes, sir. Verse 1, these words spoke Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son may also glorify you. And you, as you have given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you've given him. Pay attention to verse 3. And this is life eternal. That they may know you. That they may know you. So what's eternal life? That they would know him. But keep reading, the only true God and Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ. Well, what's eternal life? To know the Father and the Son. He's praying this. And this is life eternal, that they may know you. See, this, this word know is not just a mental assent. Well, I know of God. I know about God. I, I've, I know of Jesus. He's my Lord and Savior, but I never see him do anything in my life. It's not that no. 
It's a knowing of an experience in a relationship with the Father and the Son. And we're going to get to the Spirit here in just a minute. This is the reality of a believer. You know him. You know him. I've glorified you on the earth. I finished the work which you gave me to do. And now, O oh Father, glorify me with your own self, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. I've manifested your name. I've manifested your name unto the men which you gave me out of this world. They were yours, and you gave me them, and they've kept your word. And they've known that all things, whatever you have given me, of, are of you. For I have given unto them the words which you gave me. And they've received them, and have known surely that I came out from you. And they believe that you did send me. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which you, shall, what, which you have given me, for they are yours. And all mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. That is unity. That is one, that, that's a language of unification. He's praying this union in. And see, well, let me keep going. And now I'm no more in the world. Wait a minute, where is he at? Why would you pray like this? I pray for them. But now I'm praying, Father, that I'm no more in the world. Yes, you are. You're praying on planet Earth. But he had this reality in him that I may be on this planet, but I'm not in it. I'm not of this planet. He, he, he learned how to have this reality of a believer and where he could operate from both realms. Heaven was more real than this earth. He talked about his father God so much that people got mad at him because he said, he, now you're making yourself equal with him, calling God your father. Who do you think you are? He never talked about Joseph. Not denying earthly parents, but he had this mindset of a believer that God is more real to me than anything on this planet. And you see the results he got? He's showing us how to live like a believer. This mindset. When he worshiped, things changed. We have scriptures where, where it says, and he rejoiced in spirit. Yeah, he worshiped. He's the one that taught us how to worship. And he worshiped from this mindset. I'm no more in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to you, Holy Father. Keep them. Keep them. Hmm. He's given me that they may be one as we are. See, his heart, his desire is that we all be made one. He's praying for his boys right here. His, the guys that hung with him. I pray them in this union. Just the same union that you and I have, Father, I'm praying that for them. That they can come on in here with us. And they can worship from this place of union, not separation. No more separated. 
He's, he, he done prayed them, and you think his prayer got answered? Oh, Jesus never had a prayer failure. Well, he didn't, he didn't write the song, Sometimes I Thank God for Unanswered Prayers. That, 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 didn't, that came out of Nashville. That didn't come out of heaven. As a believer, we don't have unanswered prayers. If we're not seeing something, we need to check how we're praying. Because my Bible says, my prayers avail much, and he always hears me. He hears me worship him. Why? Because we're in union together. Amen? He says, now skip to 20. Verse 20 is where we come in. If you keep reading, he keeps praying about his disciples and how he's praying protection over them. Don't take them out of this world. Keep them here. Keep them from the evil. Keep them from the evil. Don't take them out. Keep them here. Why? The, the world needs them here. So if you're praying for an escape route, stop. Why? The world needs you here. Lord, just call us home. I'm done with this. Well, that time will come. And the time being, let's, let's align our faith with what Jesus prayed and say, Father, thank you for keeping me from the evil one. And while I'm here, I'm going to speak your name and preach your word. That's the reality of a believer. Not looking for the first bus out. How can I stay and impact thousands upon thousands and nation upon nation and government upon government? What can I do? Just the beginning. Neither pray I for these alone, but now he's praying for Wade. But I'm going to pray for Wade also, who shall believe on me through their word. See, put your name in here. Make, this is my Bible. There, <laughs> I, right there. See, I'm a fruit of one of his disciples. I wish I knew which one. That'd be pretty cool. One of them led me to the Lord. which shall believe in which I do believe on him through their word, that I may be one, as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also be one in us, that the world may believe that you have sent me. What's, this, what's the big deal about understanding the reality of a believer? That the world sees you. When a lost person comes in these doors on a believer's meeting, they said, whoa, I want that because it's real. It's real. And they're just saying, hey, wait for me. How do I do this? That the world may believe. Not you get a pat on the back from your neighbor next to you. Well, you did worship good tonight. Good job. <laughs> you were so into it. Well, how many lost people responded to your praise and worship? That's what's important to me. Is the world noticing me? 
Am I drawing people to the Father? That's the purpose of my union with him. (laughs) And the glory which you gave me, I've given them. Verse 22, that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Father, I will that they also whom you've given me be with me where I am. Where is he at? That they be with me where I am. Where is he at? Where is he at? He's right there with daddy. Praying from that place of union with the Father. He's done told us how, how joined he is. He's, he's been saying it over and over and over. Just as we are connected as one. I'm praying this right into them. That they can experience this same one. This same union. And we can worship from this place of unity. And we can live from this place of unity with the Father. And the Son. And the Holy Ghost. That they may may behold my glory which you have given me. For you've loved me before the foundation of the world. Oh, righteous Father. The world has not known you. See, they they don't have this intimate relationship. They don't have this this relationship that... that This relationship requires interaction. To be known... You have to interact. For you to know your spouse, you have to interact with them. I mean, what, what good would it do just to get married? I do. But you never experience life with them. Are you married? I don't know. That'd be weird. <laughs> Marriage is union. Marriage is an interactive relationship. See, the believer, we're, we're in a place in time right now, I fully believe. The, the believer, these meetings are important. Pastor Mark's not doing this just for something else to do. The Lord instructed Life Church to do these believers meetings years ago. And here we are today. Preparing. Preparing as believers, as a body. To shake this valley that he has planted Life Church in. And when this group of believers comes into an understanding of our worship, I pray, I speak from a place of union with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The world is going to see and believe. And throngs of people shall be coming through these doors, falling on their face. Saying, I choose to believe this God you worship. (sighs) 
The world has not known you, but I've known you. I've known you. And these have known that you've sent me. And I've declared unto them your name. And will declare it. And that the love for which you have loved me may be in them. And I in them. Jesus prayed to the Father this holy union this, this joining, this intimate relationship, this knowing for a believer. And he started out, these which also shall believe. We are believers. We have a union with God that is so close. We should never, ever Worship as a long-distance relationship, just yelling at him and to him, I hope he hears me, but it's in his presence. You're, 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 you and I are, are worshiping with him, not just to him. He, this, this knowing relationship is interactive. It's a back and forth. You're giving him praise and glory. He's giving you praise and glory. He's singing over you. He's dancing over you. He's saying, look at my kids. And if you're a believer and you've never experienced a time of intimate worship with him, tonight's your chance. Tonight is your invitation to say, you know what? I choose to believe I am who he says I am. And I'm going to worship from this place of unity. See, flowing, these services are designed to flow with the Spirit. It's not just to say, go Holy Spirit, that was cool. We're, we're going with him. With him. With these rivers of living water that are, that are about to pour out of our worship team. Jesus said, out of your belly, John chapter 7, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. That's not just, okay, I'll open the gates, now go ahead, and we sit back. No, we flow with the rivers of living water. Where the water goes, I want to go. Where the water's going, I want to go. 101 survival skills. Any Boy Scouts in the house? You get lost in the woods, what do they tell you to do? Find a river. Look for water. And when you find the river, go with the river. That's where your help is. That river will eventually lead you to help. <laughs> Rivers are flowing out of you, not just so you sit back and just 
only be a blessing to someone, but these rivers are helping you. They're guiding you. They're leading you. It's not just rivers in time of ministry. It's these rivers of life that always flow out of us, and they're leading us. They're guiding us because the river is the Holy Ghost. It is Him. It's a person, and it's flowing out of us as rivers. And when we go to Him and worship together, Corporately, and our, and our worshipers are having these rivers flow out of them, and they're leading us to a place, to a destination He wants us to see. Let's go. Church is no more, no more sideline observation. Praise the Lord. That was good. The entire service, as Pastor Mark said, is participation. This only works when we participate. Your life will only work when you participate with him. Well, I'm just not seeing anything. I don't see these blessings. I don't see the healing. I don't see anything. All I'm doing is sick, broke, and disgusted all the time. I don't know what's going on. Well, what's your interaction? How... Do you know the word of life? If you know him, then it's your guarantee to experience him. And when we go to him and worship from a mindset of I know him, I know him, I know him, impartations happen. He's interacting with us. He's worshiping with us. He's moving across this place. My people got it. My people got it. They're in this place of unity. They're worshiping from, a, from one mind, one heart, one accord. And if he showed up on this earth as a rushing mighty wind, I think he could do it again in our services. I'm not trying to work something up. I'm just saying I'm not going to limit him. When, when there's power in unity, when, there's when believers get together, that was a group of believers looking and expecting him to do something. They were believers unified for one purpose, for one, one thing in mind, to wait on the gift of the Holy Spirit. They didn't know what that looked like, but they were purposed and determined we're going to be here in unity. We're going to be here in one. And we're worshiping tonight from this place of unity because we know him. We know him. It's not just something we go, oh, God, thank you. You're somewhere. I just, I wish I'd see you. If you're, if, if you're in that situation, if I can encourage you, Start speaking to yourself, I know him, I know him, I know him, I know him. I'm joined together with him. I am one with the Father. And when I worship, when I worship, when I worship, not if I worship, when I worship, I'm worshiping from a place of unity and oneness with my Father because that is the reality of a believer because Jesus prayed it for me. So worship team, I think we're about ready if you want to take your positions. Hallelujah, Father, we thank you for our union.